What's up, y'all? This is Jay Jack. Welcome to another episode of Hawks on the Hardwood, part of the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. So it's preseason and two games have wrapped up and we can possibly now get a taste of what's to come in the upcoming season. I think that's something that's definitely worth discussing, and that's what this episode is about today. But first, let me tell you about a great app for your podcast. It's the Podcast Republic app, and it allows you to get all of the favorite podcasts that you have directly on your Android devices. You can search for the podcast you want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them just a click away. So make sure you download this app right away. Again, it's the Podcast Republic app available for your Android devices. So make sure you download that. But first, let's get into this episode. All right, y'all, so preseason has started and it's an exciting time of year. Now, it's not really important in regards to wins because, well, you know, wins in preseason, they just don't really matter. However, we do get to see now our young guns playing against real NBA talent. And we also get a taste of our new coach's style of coaching, which is very important and very interesting also. Well, one thing we know is that Coach Pierce really likes to play his team at a very fast pace. So the Hawks actually played at a pace ratio of 120.8 in the first game. And for the preseason so far, they're at a pace ratio of 117.3. Now, for some perspective, last year, New Orleans played at the fastest pace in the entire NBA. And this was only at a ratio of 102.7. So Atlanta was moving along very, very fast. Clearly the fastest in the NBA. Now, everyone seems to play at a faster pace during the preseason And also the NBA has implemented a couple of new rules to keep the game moving a little faster. But still, this is very much worth noting because, I mean, we're just quick out there. Maybe the new Atlanta Hawks will be kind of reminiscent of the 2000 Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire Suns, the ones who are um, dubbed the seven seconds or less Suns because of how quickly they moved and scored in their offense. Trey actually said, if you don't remember, that Nash was his role model and he's also been giving Trey Young some pointers. And if you didn't know already, Coach Pierce actually played college ball with with Steve Nash and they're very close. If you're around in those days, the Suns were extremely fun to watch. And um, if, if the Atlanta Hawks can be fun like Phoenix was back in the 2000s, that would be really, really great. I'd be very happy with that. So... Because of this extremely quick um, pace ratio that we are um, playing in, to me, I take even more comfort in the draft day trade that we made. Now, don't get me wrong. I like both Trey Young and Luka Doncic. But to me, Trey's game seems much more conducive to Coach Pierce's extremely fast play style. Basically, this is my train of thought. Okay? Like I said... The Hawks were playing very, very fast. And Coach Pierce at the end of game one, he he not only acknowledged that they were playing at a very high 
pace ratio, but he wanted them to move even faster. So this should continue. Now, who do you think fits better in Coach's Pierce's um, system? Now, Luca, who I admit will probably be a multiple-time All-Star, but he is universally agreed upon that his main weakness is his athleticism and speed. Or... Trey Young, who modeled his game after two-time MVP Steve Nash and the very successful Seven Seconds or Less Suns, the fastest-paced team in the 2000s by far. Yes, I agree. Luka will be great, but Trey Young, I think, will also be great because he has court vision that is probably better than any rookie I've seen in recent memory, and he has the potential to be an elite shooter. Now, I agree, Luca also has great court vision and he has the potential to be an elite scorer. However, this is the thing. Luca will not be as fast as Trey Young. And since we're we're going so at this pace, I think it just makes more sense that we grabbed Trey Young instead of Luca in the draft. And on top of that, of course, we got that first round pick. So to me, The trade was a very good deal for the Atlanta Hawks. Well, let's just leave that right now. And let's move on to the overall games in the um, preseason so far. Ball movement was also very great. And something that Coach Pierce stated he was happy with. The first game in game one, the Hawks actually racked up 32 assists in game one, which is very promising. The preseason actually started on October 1st against the New Orleans Pelicans. And for the first half of Game 1, Atlanta, we were struggling, not going to lie. But then in the second half, they decimated New Orleans and just took over, especially in the third quarter. Now, it is noteworthy that Drew Holiday and um, Anthony Davis, they were not on the court at this time. But still, Atlanta played extremely well and ended up with the win 116-102. to now, on game two, it was kind of the exact opposite. Atlanta didn't play as well. We're a little bit slower. Um, the Grizzlies were actually the ones that went on a tear in the third quarter and took over in the second half. And they beat us um, 110 to 120. So, that's the um, basic gist of the first two preseason games. Let's go over how the players fared. On game one, John Collins, he played extremely well, getting about 18, well, getting 18 points and three rebounds in that first game. Now, he only got four points and two rebounds in game two, but he actually sat the whole second half of game two. So that's the reason why. He was very efficient still, just like he was all last season, hitting at 56%. So very solid. Pretty much what I would expect of John Collins. And I'm hoping that he will continue um, with this efficiency. I'm sure he would. Tareem Prince. um, Same thing. Basically what I would expect from Prince. So far, um, he he had 8 points and 7 rebounds. He hit his threes at an astounding percentage of 67%. And was 50% from the field. Now that's all in game one. Because he was actually sick in game two. And he didn't play any. But he was very efficient. Played very well. very well, And it's really what I would expect from Tareem Prince. Doing very good. Bazemore. He was also very efficient in game one. 50% from the field. And he added nine points in his six minutes of play. But 
just like a lot of the other players in game two. He kind of slowed down a little bit. He scored around the same, hitting about 10 points, but only at 37%. Now on to Trey Young, the rookie that most everybody is really eyeing and um, looking at right now. He's playing fine. Now, he's not playing amazing so far, but he's really, he's going to be fine and there's nothing to worry about. He was 31% from the field and 17% from three in game one. However, this is what's important to me. His shot selection was not bad. They just weren't falling, but his shot selection was fine. So to me, it's not a concern. Actually, Vince Carter went on record to the media um, concerning Trey's first game. He said, when Trey started the game going 1-11, Vince said to him, just keep shooting. He said, it got to the point where he was trying to aim it, and he told Trey, just be who you are. He expressed that he doesn't want Trey to get frustrated or hesitate on his shots. He wants him to keep doing what he does because he is confident that they're going to start falling for Trey. He said this, Y'all might see his percentage 1 and 11, but I look at it as regardless of his shooting and it didn't go his way. He was still engaged and he still found other guys to get going because at the end of the day, he is 1 and 11. But that scoreboard means something, end quote. So basically he's saying what I noticed. Trey was still confident. His shots weren't falling, but he was playing point guard and he got his guys engaged in the game he got those assists honestly to me Trey he had a pretty good first preseason game and if you check back in the archives I had an entire podcast actually discussing the need for patience with Trey because in in general NBA point guards they don't really get their groundings until around year four or five in the NBA now I have multiple examples of why I believe this in that episode so I'm not going to go into that right now but I'm just going to say this I'm going to reiterate there's no need to worry especially since Trey still had great plays like I said he facilitated excellently he got eight assists in game one put 11 points on the board and helped us win his court vision is so good that it's going to make him a great player no matter what no matter how well he shoots and we know that he can shoot the ball so eventually they're going to start falling Game two, he actually did shoot better. He was hitting at 40% from the field and 20% from three. He got us 15 points and five assists. So you see, there is an upward trend. We'll see how things continue to go. Now, it's worth noting that Jeremy Lin is not starting over Trey Young. But Coach Pierce stated this is to ease Jeremy Lin back in since he hasn't played in a while and he's still recovering some from that um, previous injury. He got about 16 minutes of action in both games and about 4 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists in Game 1 and then 6 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists in Game 2. To me, he's moving pretty well. Now, he doesn't have that explosiveness that we are used to seeing from Jeremy Lin, but that makes sense because he doesn't need to really just go full on and go crazy and push himself, not during preseason. He needs to just ease it in a little bit, which is why Coach Pierce said he's not starting him. Um, he played very well, in my opinion. I'm excited to see more of him this season. He's playing great. I don't know who's going to start in the beginning of the season. It might be Trey still, or it might be Lynn, but seems like definitely right now in the preseason, Trey's going to be our starter. Now, the battle between Dorsey and Bembry continued in game one and two, but the game, um, the man of the hour in game one 
was DeAndre Bembry. And I'm happy to see that. Now, I've been vocal that I think because of his inability to stay healthy and his low shooting percentage that Bembry, he might be the odd man out in the Hawks. He may be the one that actually loses a roster spot, in my opinion, if a spot was to go to Thomas Robinson or RJ Hunter, our non-guaranteed guys. So there's a side note right now. Cole Aldrich is no longer in the mix to um, earn himself a, a um, roster spot on the Hawks because he's expected to sign a deal to play in China and the Hawks already requested waivers on him. So if anybody non-guaranteed comes in on the Hawks and knocks off possibly um, Bambri or Tyler Dorsey, it would be RJ Hunter or Thomas Robinson. Cole Aldridge is not going to be an option anymore. Well, because of these issues with um, Bambri, like I said, his shooting and his inability to um, stay healthy. And also because he was not actually drafted by Travis Schlenk. I thought that Tyler Dorsey had a slight upper hand over retaining his spot on the roster. But Benbury played so well in game one. He had 20 points, five rebounds and four assists. After game one, I was thinking, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bembry could very well prove me wrong, and he is the guy that would definitely stay on this roster. Like I said before, I really, really like Bembry's skill set. And here's something interesting. Coach Pierce actually said after game one that Bembry is the one guy on the team that he knows can just get in the paint, like consistently and easily he can get in the paint now that's good news for Bembry fans and also good news for Bembry since his contract must be re-signed at the end of the month so let's see if he gets that guaranteed money and stays a hawk I hope he does and I hope we continue to see him show us what he can do when he's healthy because like I said I like his skill set now in game two though Bembry was not the man to show out it was actually Tyler Dorsey. He was our leading scorer with 18 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. 50% from the field and 44% from 3-point range. Which means he was more efficient than Bembry when Bembry bought out in Game 1. So, really is still up in the air on who would be cut if one was to go. Will it be Dorsey? Will it be Bembry? I don't really know. But the fact is, honestly... I'm pretty sure both are going to be on the roster. I mean, Hunter and Thomas Robinson, they didn't even play in game two. So I think it's pretty safe to say that both Bembry and Dorsey, they're both safely going to be on the roster coming up when um, the regular season starts. Now on to our other rookies. Herder, he's playing okay for a rookie. Now he's not playing particularly well so far, but this is his first action since he was not suited up for summer league because of his hand injury. So far he's hitting about 22% from the field and 20% from three-point range. He's getting about two and a half points per game and one rebound. Now I want to see more of him. Um, I'm thinking that he probably still has some butterflies and once he gets those out, then he's going to be playing a little bit better. I know I've heard a few people be like, um, I think Herder's probably going to be in the G League quite a bit. Maybe, but give him some time to really show where he's at because I'm sure he's nervous. Let him get his butterflies out. We all said that for Trey. Let's do the same thing for Herder, okay? Spellman, he only played in game two and he hit 25%. From two and 20% from three. He got a few more points than Herder, um, roughly about the same um, in regards to shooting percentage, but he got five points, 
Now, he also got nine rebounds, which is really good. So I expect them both to start playing better as their butterflies get out, as they're less nervous and whatnot. But so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think they're going to be successful NBA players. Now, the last thing I want to mention, and to me, this is actually the most exciting thing. Game two, Alex Lynn hit two out of three three-pointers, dropping 10 points, 66% from three-point range in game two. Now, I'm very excited about that. That was great to see that that three-point game he was working on translated into a real game. I mean, we see that John Collins is hitting threes now. Now, Alex Lynn, since he seems to be hitting threes, and we know Deadman can shoot threes. Man, we have we have some good forwards and big men that can hit beyond the arc, and that's going to really help us. So very, very, very pleased to see that. It's going to be an exciting season, I think. It's going to be a losing season, but it's going to be a fun season, at least for me. So that's all I really have today. If you want to hit me up on social media, we can talk sports. Um, I go by the handle I am Jock. That's I A M J A E J O C. And this was the Hawks in the Hardwood podcast, part of the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.